You're listening to the Primary Medicine Podcast with Kevin and Dimitri, bringing you the best in primary care CME that you can use in your everyday practice. Welcome back, everyone, to the Primary Medicine Podcast. Um, today, I have another special guest and a bit of a different topic, but I think a really important topic, which is disability insurance. Uh, I'm talking to Michael Dutra. He's a, the CEO of his own real estate and insurance company. And he does have a pretty sizable clientele of medical professionals, so doctors. Um, so I think it's really important that we talk about this topic because the older I get, the and actually the more patients I see who have issues and are really helped by disability insurance, the more important I think it is to people for people to know what it is. So, so Michael, is do you mind if how about I start with this question? Uh, and maybe it's a bit of a opening question, but who should get disability insurance, you think? In short, pretty much everyone working. Right. Right. Exactly. <laughs> but uh, I mean, if you did the math and if you're the you know, the income stream stopped from your revenue or your 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 income and you have expenses, you got family members, kids, spouse, et cetera, like how are you gonna pay for it basically? So you're you're just insuring your income. It's it's almost a necessary evil. And and I guess the stats say that you're much more likely to suffer from disability than to to die early on, right? I, I think is that is that correct? Or am I because that's what I've yeah. heard. That's what I've read. Yeah, absolutely correct. You, the the chance of disability is significantly higher than prematurely passing away. What is what is the definition of disability specifically when it comes to insurance? Is there some things you can that don't fit into that? Uh, good question. So depending on the policy, you can get things that are own occupation which means if you can't do the normal duties of your own occupation, you're essentially considered disabled and unable to work. Uh, but the policies don't always have a definition. They might have regular occupation, uh, which is a little more broader of a term. Some people have disability coverage through their group benefits, which is even more broader of a term. So you want to, in my opinion, you want to make sure it's its own occupation if you can get it. So own occupation, for example, just, just as an example here, I'm a doctor, something happens to me. I cannot do medical work, but I can do something else. Is that correct? I can still work yeah. in other, in other, whatever, whatever it might be. I'm, I, I don't know what good examples are, but I can still do other work, and yet I still get paid my disability because it's own occupation. Is that is that correct? That's that's correct. Okay. There's a. I'll give you a really quick short story. There's a famous case in the in the U.S. There was a an American dentist who had a disability policy on occupation. He became disabled, un, unable to work, and then he be, he went on to become one of the most successful disability insurance salesman to right. dentists because he's like living proof of, you know, how that works. So yeah, that's exactly how it works. Now you said there was own occupation, which is what most people should try and get. What is the other one? Regular occupation. Can you, uh, can you talk about that a bit more? Regular occupation would be like, they kind of look at, okay, you're a business consultant. What are some other similar roles you could, you could potentially do. And if you can do those, then you might not be considered like you're still able to work technically, right? I see. And what's the third thing you said? Uh, if it's a, if it's part of a, of a plan, like a group plan, what what is what were you what you mean by that exactly? So with a typical group benefits plan, there's typically a, a two year mark where at, even if you had, let's say, own occupation, it would only last for two years. And after that, the 24 months is up, then it converts to regular occupation. So if you are still technically unable to work, but now you can do something similar in nature, then they potentially would stop paying you out. Okay, gotcha. So, so really, it's important for 
most of the listeners here and actually everybody to, to check if they have an own occupation, right? Or, now, I'm curious, let's say you don't have an own occupation part of your plan. How easy it is to switch? Like, how is it? Is, is it an easy add-on? It depends on the company or what, what's your experience? They would have to underwrite it again because they right. approved you based on whatever role they thought you were doing. So I wouldn't say it's impossible, but it would just be underwritten again. Okay. So you might have to do a physical, like they might have to do a checkup. Or maybe that would maybe be on the more extreme side, but like possibly, yeah, depending if you got it again, 20 years ago, now you're older, maybe health issues, et cetera. So yeah, it really depends. Okay. And I guess my other question to you is because, and this is where I get, it's confusing a bit. You have short-term disability, you have long-term disability, you have elimination periods. So when you get a disability plan, most of them will include both short-term and long-term or all of them have to include it or how, how does that, how does that work exactly? With the kind of like the waiting period, the elimination time you mentioned, I mean, policies you can pick as short as 30 days, you can go 30, 60, 90, and then even longer than that. So you have to be unable to work or injured for that time frame. Um, things like in the benefits plan, like whether someone wants to consider EI as kind of that first window of payment, which is a lot less than what you'd be eligible for. But typically the actual own occupation disability plan would kick in at on average, let's say 90 days after you're officially kind of unable to work, but you can do it as soon as 30 days. And again, and this, this, I just, this is a very stupid question, but I really appreciate your time. So the elimination period is, can, can you, can you exactly explain what that is? Cause I'm always, I always get a bit confused. Is it the, the amount of time you have to wait before the benefits kick in or what, what is, what is that exactly? Yeah. So it has got exactly that. So once you are unable to work, you, like typically the insurance company needs proof from, from another physician, right. That says you're right. injured, right. you're unable to work. Here's basically the reason why. And then the waiting period would have to be passed or eliminated depending on what you pick in the policy. I see. So if you pick a longer animation period, usually the usually the premium is less. Is that the way it works? That's exactly it. Longer the, okay. the period, less the premium, shorter, more costly. In your experience, because I mean, I guess you've dealt with actual real life cases, like <laughs> how important is like, do you find that with doctors picking a long animation period ends up being a bad thing? Or do most doctors, are they most, because what is the longest you can get? Was it 120? Is it 90 days? What, what have you seen like, exactly? You can do 730 days. I'm looking at wow. the offer right now. So, oh my God, uh, 730. Like, okay. That's what it said. Yeah. You can do 365, 180. It seems uh, you can get pretty long, but wow. The, the, car, the <laughs> cost, like, okay. <laughs> I don't even, I mean, you'd be injured for like, you'd be on wow. for tears. I don't know why okay. you didn't pick that, but I would say like 99% of people pick between 30 and 90 days. Okay. Right. I think that's the usual. I, I, I guess, I guess if you go 360, your premium is much, much less, but I mean, what's the point of that? Unless you yeah. have a lot of money. In it. And how do you, I guess my question is just because at the end of the day, you're trying to, let's say you have a client. So what you do is just to explain it correctly, you, you have clients and do you sort of, sh are you a broker or do you have products or what do you do exactly, Michael? Uh, I guess technically you would look at me as a broker of the okay. insurance. So I'm licensed with pretty much all the insurance companies. So you would quote out, I mean, with this ability uh, recently, I think it was uh, end of last year, Manulife left the disability insurance world. So wow. as it's, yeah, it was like a kind of a big shock. So they, they don't offer disability anymore. Um, there's kind of, and I'm not trying to like pitch insurance companies right now, but there's kind of, of like two ish that are taking the bulk of, of the the industry 
um, which would be Canada Life and RBC. And maybe there's a few more, but that's kind of like the, the Coca-Cola and the Pepsi of it right now. So right, you would, right. you would quote, you, you can kind of quote out the two and see, I mean, each have their pros and cons to what their offerings are. Um, one of them in particular, and again, I, I won't mention it just because I'm not trying to sure. company, but gotcha. one of them allows you to include your corporate income in the amount of disability coverage you'd be eligible for. Interesting. Which is significant because you, you're not always going to pay yourself what the corp makes gross, right? You're going to pay yourself a lot less, but you can factor in the profits of the corporation itself, which would be, you could be eligible for significantly more. Wow. Okay. It's because, yeah, I, uh, again, I'm not going to name names here, but uh, but I didn't know that it's, that they offered that because most of them, well, most of them used to ask you how much, what your salary was, right? What your, what your income was, but that's great. Is it something new? Is it, did they add something uh, or is it something that's been going on for a while? I, I wouldn't, yeah, I wouldn't say it's, it's necessarily new. Um, okay. I, I, a lot of people aren't necessarily aware of it, but yeah, it's certainly more than just what your income is. And it, just, yeah. just as an aside, any idea why Manulife withdrew? Is, is it too risky or what's the i i don't know gotcha yeah i'm not, I'm not sure who, who really knows right except the people who the, the people who made the decision right <laughs> yeah exactly exactly so, so for example you you would have a client uh, and you'd come in and you like how do you what are some important things to talk about in terms of like did you sit down and calculate their income what are some of the questions that need to really you need really an answer to to get the right product for somebody. Just, just, just. I'm curious. Yeah, for sure. So the most anyone can get is based on a combination of their personal income and their corporate income. So that's that's step one. If right. they're not made, if they want twenty five thousand dollars a month of eligibility, but they don't qualify for that, like you can't really get them up to that. So we look at like what's the max you can get, but then what do you actually need? If someone's eligible for twenty grand a month, but their expenses when you add it up and their actual needs is, I don't know, ten grand. I'm not saying it doesn't make sense to get more than what you need, but like you got to make sure what you're paying for actually makes sense. Right. So you look at like if they have fixed expenses, mortgages, you know, other debts, they have kids, that sort of thing. And then you just kind of talk it through to see what, what you, you what they think they would need. Right. And then, the, and then, okay. And then most people probably underestimate, right. <laughs> what they need. Most people under, underestimate yeah. for sure. Right. And then also, you know, insurance is one of the things that no one wants to pay for, but as soon as something happens, they all wish they had it, right? So, <laughs> God, I was, uh, it's so true, but I was cheaping out of life insurance. And then I sat down, like, what am I doing? Like, what am I doing? Uh, like, high, uh, high income individual, you, you die, it's, it's a disaster. But, but I, th- I think that the older you get, the more you realize how important this is. For sure. And, for sure. And um, so I'm curious, just speaking of that, like, are your clients usually in their 30s, 40s? When do people see the light about disability insurance most of the time? With disability, I would say actually of, of all the insurances, disability and even critical illness, they see the light at a young, a slightly younger good. age. Good. Yeah, which is which is good, right? So they have the yeah. coverage when they need it. It's more so like the whole life insurance and stuff. I would people still buy in their 30s and 40s, but like definitely in your 50s and 60s is when like this is like you have to look at this seriously, right? There's not much of a of a window. So some some more some more questions. I'm just curious because with life insurance, you you can so if you have a corporation, right, you have a PC. Obviously, a lot of us do. Um, you can actually have the life insurance policy paid by your corporation, right? Right. How does it work with disability? I'm assuming you can, but I, I'm just curious about the details there. Or do people actually do it with through their PC? How, how would that work? It's uh, it's kind of like 
uh, if you pay for it personally, then it's a tax-free payout if you do make a claim. So I would say like it makes most sense always for for the individual to actually pay for it personally. If the corporation pays, then you're going to risk it being a taxable benefit. Okay. And, and it's not worth it's not worth the tax deduction. Right. It's not it's, worth it. Gotcha. Okay. So I didn't know that. That's actually very useful. But so that's the little thing is if, is 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 that actually it is not taxed. That was my ask my next question because I've never been on it. So that income is not taxed. It's tax-free income, correct? If you pay for it personally, income. yeah. Because you're paying for it with after-tax dollars. Gotcha. Yeah, gotcha. Okay, so that that makes sense to me. Yeah. And um, can we talk about critical critical a bit as well? Yeah, of course. So again, confused about that. But what's critical illness? What is that all about? Like, are you talking about you in the ICU? You you, you can't. You're in a coma. What what is the definition there, and and how does it work? So with critical illness, there's a right. list of about 25, give or take the company you go with, uh, illnesses that you would be uh, covered for. It, it would trigger a payment. And the list okay. is very long, so I won't necessarily read it out. But the top ones are things like heart attacks, cancer, stroke, um, deafness, coma, blindness, multiple sclerosis, Parkinson's disease, severe burns, paralysis, kidney failure. Like it's a, it's a Alzheimer's disease. It's a very long list of pretty reasonable things that people are going to like could get, right? So what happens, and again, thank you for your patience, is you get this critical illness and you get, you get a payout. It's not it's not something that you get monthly, like a disability. It's something you get if this happens, correct? Correct. It's one-time lump sum okay. payout, yes. Okay. And um, and you also are a broker for that. I mean, I guess you're broker for all type of disability, all type of insurance, or what, what, yeah. is, what do you specialize in? Yeah. my Yes, I can, I can broker kind of all of them. My specialty would be the the disability, the critical, unless in the, the whole life insurance, for sure. Yeah. So that's another thing people should look into where they actually have critical insurance because, again, it's not the same thing. It's two different things. Do you find most people who have disability end up getting critical insurance or do yeah, you find that it's it, very? No, it's a, you got You almost got to get both, right? Because like they, right. they cover kind of like two different things in a sense. The critical illness, you can also get a return of premium available. So okay. if you don't make a claim, you get all your premiums back after a certain amount of years, which is people seem to like. Um, so yeah, it's it's kind of like hand in hand. I don't know which one's necessarily better, but there, if you believe in one, there's a good chance you're going to believe in the other one as well. Forget. Gotcha. And and so how does that work? Because uh, when do you need to do a physical? Is it an age based thing? Like when would because because I know um, RBC. I'm not going to name names, but yeah. obviously RBC does physicals and they do blood work as well. But is it age based or what? What is it usually? Age-based, amount-based, and amount health based. history. Yeah. Okay. So if you're, you could be like in your 30s where you, you kind of qualify for the age where you don't need the insurance or you don't need the medicals. But if you're applying for $2 million of, of critical illness, then you might have to do blood work and things like that. Interesting. So you, you apply for different amounts and then they'll trigger the, the medical exam depending on right. the amount there. Okay. Exactly. All right. So so just to, just to summarize here... Um, Disability insurance is good. It's a good thing. <laughs> yeah. You're much more likely to suffer from disability than from dying, especially during your most productive ages, which is obviously between in your 20s to, to your 50s, or maybe 60s, depending on when you retire. Um, you, you should try and get own occupation. If you don't have that, try and get it because it, it does allow you to do some extra work on the side if you can't get back to medicine and you gave the example, it was a dentist, right? At the end, it was a dentist. Yeah. Who, who did that. 
um, critical insurance is actually a little bit like life insurance. Something has to happen for it to be triggered. So you have to have a critical illness and there's a list there. And really what you do, so really the process is you meet up with a client. You guys probably spend what half an hour to 40 minutes just going through the financials. And then from there, you try to find, I, I guess you're trying to find the best deal for the person, correct? Yeah, basically. Yeah. Best coverage, best best options, best price, et cetera. Yep. Okay. Awesome. And just just the, another another question, because I know with life insurance, um, there's different products. Like there's whole life where you can, it's they invest the insurance for you. And it's, what about this? I mean, I'm assuming disability is not like that at all or? Uh, disabilities, it's different, different products. It's different. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that, okay. So it's, it's much simpler in some ways. It, it just, something happens and you get, and you get your money. Um, I didn't know you could have an elimination period of two, three years. That that's pretty crazy. But most people you said go between 30, 90 to 120, correct? Or is it 30 to 90 days? Yeah, I would say 30 to 90. Yeah. Yeah. And if, if anybody of our listeners is interested, just talking to you, uh, I will I'll put I'll put that on the on the email. But what's the best way to reach you? Do you have a website? Uh, I do. It's uh, michaeldutra.ca. M i c h a e l d u t r a dot ca. I'm on LinkedIn. I'm huge on LinkedIn. I have a, a YouTube channel uh, as nice. well and a podcast called uh, Mike Check One Two One Two. Oh, excellent! Um, hence the name. I had to go with it. Right? <laughs> of course, <laughs> the name's, the name's too <laughs> good. So. <laughs> so they can check that out. So Apple, Spotify, everything. So. Do you do? Uh, I think you do real estate too, insurance. Am I wrong there? Do you do uh, I'm all, I, I'm a PNC licensed as well, so I can do the business insurance okay. and things like that as well. So okay, full, so full product. Yeah, 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 yeah. But listen, I, thank you so much for your time. I, I think it's really important. I am getting older. I'm turning forty in, in four weeks, so you know, I'm feeling, I'm, fe- I'm feeling, I'm feeling my age. So <laughs> the, the older, the wiser. The more insurance you want, the older you are. But thank you, Michael. You it's been such a pleasure. Thank you, Dimitri. I appreciate it. Take care. Yeah.